0: generational healing and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma together we will become more self-compassionate connected authentic resilient and heart-centered so we can live our own full and beautiful lives as a listener of this podcast you're welcome to come over and join the facebook group so search on facebook for grow yourself up it's a private facebook group of all the listeners did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. Hello, it's episode 80. And today it's Christmas Day. This episode is being released on Christmas Day in 2023. And uh, I wanted to do a special episode for Christmas Day because this day can be um, very challenging. It's like, it can kind of be a peak of pain for many of us. And I wanted to kind of offer some some words of support for you and some considerations, particularly if you are in situations that you consider to be suboptimal. So, and I mean, I guess one of the core reasons is that because in, at this time, many of us return to our family of origin, and even if you're not in contact with your family of origin or you don't see them or they're all dead, um, the... The stuff that can get triggered is very painful, and the the stuff that gets triggered can cause us to act in um, ways that are possibly not that helpful in our existing relationships. So I want to kind of give you some um, some words to ponder and um, some just some kind of ideas to um, support you so really, uh, the pain around Christmas I would suggest mostly comes from relationships. Um, and the relationships where we are not seen and celebrated for who we are, so either we are um either we or our situations or our families or our jobs or anything else in our lives are criticized or made to feel smaller or less than or um we're just kind of not seen at all and um like we we can 't kind of communicate or have meaningful conversations with the people we're with, and that 's very painful because not being seen for who we are. Um, um, reminds many of us of our original core wounds. And the first thing I want to, to sort of say is that a helpful question to ponder is do you want to be in relationship with these people? So we're in situations where you feel not seen or celebrated for who you are. Do you, do you want to be in relationship with these people? Do you need to be in relationship? Now I'm appreciating that this is coming out on Christmas day. So you may in fact be staying with those people or they may be staying in your house or perhaps you're having lunch together today or something. So um, maybe for this year you can't um, change something, but um you know, these people may be your parents, these people who don't see you, they may be some of your relatives, they may be your siblings, they may be your partner. Um, and so I want you to think about, do you want to be in a relationship with these people? Because there's there's either the answer of no, and then you can use that information accordingly to make plans to not see those people again. And often, actually, it's not as clear as an, as a no, because we feel compelled to see these people again. There might be obligation. And um, I want to talk about obligation a little bit further into the episode, but you may be very clear that you don't want to feel obliged, but they may be your mother or your father or one of your siblings. And so you feel, I want to have a relationship um, with these people, even though maybe I don't feel seen or celebrated for who I am. And so... You decide, okay, this is suboptimal for me in some ways, but because I want to have a relationship with, um, with this person or these people, I am going to, like, how can I make it more manageable? And, um, if you're listening to this on the morning on Christmas Day and you're spending it with people who you find challenging anyway, how can you make it more manageable for you? Can you put a time limit on things? Can you um make sure you're not alone with people who grill you? You know, you might have one relative who like bores into the like the like your soul basically, and for some reason um you get kind of triggered into a childlike place or you start to fawn and then you land up telling all your deepest secrets or your deepest worries, and then that makes you feel very vulnerable with that person. Or, you know, this can be very complex dynamics at play where we can sometimes participate in ways that we look back and we think, why did I do that? So um, it can be supportive to, to not be alone with people you feel triggered by. Um, you may want to think about going for a walk or, um, or, you know, all different ways, playing games. You know, if, if if at your, if say you have lunch around a family table or something, and then afterwards um, it sort of descends into a fight or, if people start fighting or arguing or um, they've drunken too much or it gets um, too overwhelming but everyone's still staying, can you play some games? Like think of the ways to bring in levity to to the situation. Can you play some games? Can you turn on a movie? Can you um, break out into a different room? Think of all the ways that you can keep you and your family sane as possible and to make things as manageable as possible and to even try and get some joy. Secondly, what I want to say, if we think about pain in relationships, it often comes from expectations. So, you know, many of us, and I'm, I'm okay, let me speak about me. I have a fantasy about a perfect family still, about a family where um, I always feel seen and celebrated and where we all want to do similar things and we all kind of communicate in the same way and we have the same type of ideas about how things should go in life, but that's not the reality. And so I really have to temper my expectations and have low expectations. And part of allowing myself to be who I am is also allowing other people to be who they are without applying like a veil of judgment to things. Because, um, you know, we all have different values. We have different communication styles. We have different levels to which we actually want to communicate. We have different um, ideas about what is useful to communicate about. We have different, um, you know, I'm a psychotherapist. I love talking about this sort of stuff. And so it probably dominates quite a lot of um, my life. And um, my family don't necessarily want to operate in that way. They don't want to talk about that stuff all the time. One of my relatives once said to me, actually this is not something a little bit separate, but they said to me and I also like to be quite direct and um get to, you know, get to the difficulties and talk about them. And someone said to me, um I don't like it because you're so direct. And so um I had to really respect that. You know, some people don't like that. And it's not I cannot force people to be the way that i want them to be the kind of the epitome of growing up the kind of the heart of it is letting others be as they are and um you know letting them occupy that position and still we might want to have a relationship with that because we we, we don't all just want to be surrounded by an echo chamber of people who are exactly like us and so there in that kind of that space in between there's a beautiful opportunity for um for holding difference, and for um, for loving that other person for how they are and who they are, and noticing that w- we can have a relationship with someone based on what they can offer, and it, this ties into that fantasy of the perfect family because there is still so much grief. You know, I can still feel grief around certain things and um, wanting to be understood in certain ways, but. I may not be able to get that. Um, and you may not be able to get that from the people you grew up with. And that's okay. It doesn't may- mean that you don't have to have relationships with them. It just means there's, there's sort of different types of relationships you have. And often for many of us around Christmas comes a lot of obligation. And when we are operating with a lot of obligation, I want to suggest that that's actually indicating Um, most likely indicating that our our inner child, our wounded inner child is running the show. Because when we have these kind of lines where we think I'm obliged to do this for this person, they're obliged to do this for me, where there's like all this crisscross of obligation, things can get very tangled up and very um, kind of then that's also woven with lots of expectations. And I really want you to notice where are you feeling obliged to do things Um, and where are you kind of – and this is mostly subconsciously actually – where are you believing that other people are obliged to you? So um, I notice that I'm the oldest sister um, in a family where – I'm the oldest child, actually, not just the oldest sister. And um, I, the parents are dead. And um, in some sense, I think that I try and create a role um, where I need to provide everything and sort of be the parents. And uh, But then I get resentful about that. And so I need to notice, okay, so I don't need to provide this. This is not my role. Um, and I'm going to try and step away from that as much as possible. That that means stepping away from control. And it also means um, like unhooking myself from obligations. And I'm still in an ongoing journey with this. And also um, – Allowing my my siblings not to feel you know obligated to do things. There's no rules about the way things have to be, but often many of us have these unwritten rules about if I behave like this, then you behave like, then you need to behave like this. So there's all this kind of codependency wrapped into everything. So notice, free, try and free yourself from obligations, and, and an obligation might be something like I have to stay till the whole meal is finished. If for you, things were absolutely if you've had way too much and your children are melting down or something and pudding hasn't been served, then cut it and leave, cut your losses or go and have pudding in a different room or go for a walk and come back. You know, you don't, you're not obliged to behave in a certain way. Yes, I understand that there are things like manners and um, social conventions, but frankly, some of that stuff needs to be thrown out the window. So, you know, notice what works for you and notice where you're feeling obliged. Where do you feel you need to behave in a certain way? Um, where does it feel like there'll be shame if you don't turn up in a certain way? Where does it feel like there'll be shame that you'll feel ashamed about your children if they don't behave in a certain way? Notice all of that and and, and interrogate that. Is there any validity in it? You know, we are all divine beings. We are all... Um, we're made of stardust and we are, none of us are more or less valuable than anyone else. But it can be very easy um, in a, in a place where we've been hurt. So our family of origins to, to forget that, that we all divine. And because of the way trauma blocks our connection with ourselves, it can also block our connection with others. and, people are on different paths, they're on different journeys. Some people um, may still be blocked or disconnected, and the trauma may still have, have a connect disconnection with herself, and that will block the way they turn up. Some people, um, when they're trying to alchemize pain, or when there's a lot of pain in their lives, may behave in ways that you don't understand. And, you know, you may get judgmental about that. But try and step away from all of that, because we, you know, there's there's a lot of Discord and terror and horror and war in the world. And in order to really um, kind of move to a better place in the whole world and in ourselves and in our families, we really have to practice um, offering love and um, offering love to ourselves, offering love to our, to our children, and offering love to those places um and people or people where where there's so much pain i'm not saying that you know go and have a, a lunch with people that you have a no contact boundary with i'm not saying that at all you may need to hold people at a distance and have a no contact boundary um, as well as holding them kindly you know there's all different variations of this but what i'm saying is if you're going to be in relationship with people it's not your job to control them and boundaries are about protecting ourselves and um you know and indicating what we feel um is acceptable for us boundaries are not about telling other people about how to behave we say um you know, we can express our feelings. You know, we can say, we are not going to be able to stay for pudding now. It's too late for us. It's not, you are not allowed to serve pudding because it's after 6 p.m. That's not a boundary. That's trying to control someone. And so to conclude this, I want to say, I hope that you are able to have some times of joy and some times of real connection over this time. I hope you're able, able to tend to your own grief and Keep your side of the street clean as best you can. If there's any difficulties in relationships, go towards them. Try and discuss them if you can. And if the other person is not able to, take that information and and, and use that information in your life to guide you about how you interact with that person going forward. And know that just because people can't discuss difficulty doesn't mean, that doesn't mean they're bad. It just might not mean, they might not have those skills yet. They may not want to get those skills, but that's also not in your control. And when we ourselves have pain in an area, it's up to us to tend to that. So be really gentle with yourself today. If you, if someone makes a critical comment, soothe yourself, tend to your inner child, Um, try and notice where you're feeling obliged to do things. Notice where you are trying to call people into being obliged to you. Notice how you can soften some of that. And, um, yeah, be very gentle and love yourself as well as you can. And I hope that you can have a lovely time with whatever you're doing. Okay, take care. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living.